You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire. Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are those of Dave and his valued guests and are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening. Laughter is contagious. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Good morning, Al. Welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. It's Saturday morning, and uh, we've got a great lineup for you. We always do, but this is even more interesting. Um, we're talking with today with David Tate from Elegant Motoring. Did you know that in 2030, Al, uh, they expect 20% of the vehicles to be electric? I was out in one last weekend, as a matter of fact. Um, a Tesla that, uh, you know, it was kind of cool, but... Uh, as a car, you know, it's it's an electrical company that makes cars. It's not a car company that's gone electric. So there was a couple yes. failings I felt, you know. But they're one of the top sellers. The, the Tesla's is the top two brands as far as electric vehicles are concerned. And the Ford Mach-E is actually number four. And it's only been out for six months. So it shows you how strong the Ford company is. And the fact that people are, are willing to adapt, you know. But speaking yeah. of adapt, you know, we have to find out. You know, it's not like you could pull into a regular gas station and fill it up, eh? Scary stuff. There we go. Because when you pull up, somebody's already filling up. <laughs> you got to wait till you stop. So, so David Tate's we'll going to talk, talk all about charging stations and uh, where you can yeah. find them and uh, what you need to know about them. And we've got on yeah, from Dave. Young Steels Ford, we've got Mark Silverman and Samit Kapoor. We're going to talk about stock. They have stock. They've got some Broncos. They've got some F-150s and some Mustangs. So some stuff is coming in. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, Haggerty, uh, which which has that garage and social event in Burlington, mm -hmm. are having a Halloween fest tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that with Alex as, at the end of the show. Great. So it's interesting. It's going to be a great show. Just a reminder, this is the last day uh, to enter our contest. You can set a set of uh, triangle tires for your light car or truck. You can get $100 worth of gasoline. And you get to meet Al because he's going to put the tires on for you for free. What if they and got an electric car? What if they got an electric car? Can we, can we make a trade for that gas card or what? Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> buy a hundred bucks worth of candy. <laughs> well, I can't see myself in an electric car now. Not yet. Why? Well, I did order a new Cadillac. I ordered the Cadillac uh, Lyric, uh, which is the electric Cadillac, because my car is six years old and it's time to to swap it out. So apparently, in the summer, that car is going to come. So we'll see what it's like. We'll drive. We'll go for a drive together. You're not even. You, you haven't even driven a Tesla electric car yet. Mm, uh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't. I've driven in one. I've had a tag, you know, like Ubers. They've picked me up. They're electric, mm -hmm. and I've been driving. Been driven 
in an electric car, but I haven't driven it yet, no. And you don't golf? No. So, so <laughs> you don't get golf cart? <laughs> you haven't been in a golf cart either. Well, I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope the Lyric has a lot more power than a golf cart, and certainly room for more people and, and golf clubs than just, you know, two side by each, eh? Well, what we're seeing is that uh, the cars are becoming so uh, computerized. Mm-hmm. Like this car from Cadillac is called what's called Super Cruise. Mm-hmm. You get on the highway and you push a button and the car will follow the white lines. You don't have to even steer. Well, you told me you'd prefer the soup. <laughs> we'll forget about that. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we're going to do some emails. Yes, we are. We got some questions. Let's see if they can stump the chumps. And uh, I don't think so because we're pretty good. You know, between the two of us, Dave, how many years we got in this business? Oh, about 100. There you go. <laughs> back to horse and buggy time. <laughs> Times <laughs> they are really changing, back. though. All right, speaking of time, we're running out you. of it. Go ahead, what? I, did, I have fixed wagons. I really have fixed wagons. So, yes, and I fixed Model Ts. So, yes, maybe you'll. Yes, but have you fixed the race? You know, that we need to know. All right, we'll check on that right after the break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and Dave's on the other line, and he's looking into the mailbag. Ho, 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 ho. You got some questions for us? Yeah, I really feel sorry that we can't take questions off the air, but because of COVID, we are not in the studio. So, well, I <laughs> the am. The best thing we can do. Some of us yeah, are yes, working. True. Me and Carlos are working. Hello. And Hello. You're, okay. And you're sitting at home in your house coat. Uh, pajamas. No, not really. <laughs> All right. First question. I have a 97. It's a 1997 Buick Park Avenue in mint condition. The only problem is, is the ABS is not working. Can this car be certified without this feature being repaired? No. That's no. It. No, no, no. They, they did change the rules a couple of years ago, and the rules now state that if there's any warning lights on the dashboard that pertain to the mechanical function of the vehicle, that stuff has to be fixed. So, in other words... You can't have a you know an airbag light flashing. You you can't have an EBS light flashing. Um, I think you can have an engine light, but I don't have the Bible in front of me. Uh, mm-hmm. But otherwise, no. If it's got a if if it has a safety feature of any kind on it, it has to be functioning to do a proper safety inspection certificate. Now you have to actually record all the. Uh data when you're doing a safety check now, don't you? Yes. In the old days, everything was basically just pass or fail. And now they want to know how thick every brake pad or shoe is. Yeah. They want to know how thick the brake rotors are because they can only go so thin before they have to be thrown out. They want to know how how deep the tread is on the tires, you know, and so you actually have to make measurements in 30 seconds of an inch or millimeters and record each tire. Um, I, I guess there was some bad stuff that happened in the old days, you know, where people would switch tires after the car was safe, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, thankfully, I'd never run into it. I, I did get hauled in once, though, because they thought one of the brake rotors was a little bit too thin. But in the end, it was just a bit of a slap on the wrist. But, uh, no, they're pretty fussy now, so you've got to mark all this down. And down the road, you know, they're going to be talking about window tint as well. Um, they made us buy these gauges, these optical gauges for checking, but um, so far they haven't really started enforcing that. So, in other words, the front windshield cannot have anything more than a factory tint on it if there is one. Uh, the back can be pretty dark, but uh, the two front windows, in other words, the one beside the driver and the one on the passenger, cannot have tint that gets, I, I forgot now, maybe it's a 20% tint, uh, but if it's darker where you can't see the driver, which I think is stupid anyways. You, you know, people are people are... 
they're looking out their window and they're hoping that you're going to let them in. Well, you you can't even see their face. You don't know if they're looking at you, right? So I, exactly I don't, I don't right. like that yeah. at all. But bottom line is, how much is a safety check? It, it it ranges all over the place. You know, some people use it as a loss leader just to get someone in the door, and mm-hmm. then they find things wrong with the car. So it could go anywhere from fifty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on who's doing it, and you know how straight up they are. To be honest with you. Yeah, interesting. Yep. All righty. Uh, next one is, uh, this is kind of interesting, is this gal has a, um, I'll read it. I recently had a 12,000-kilometer oil change from one of my Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. It's a one-year-old vehicle. And in they insisted I change the brake fluid and due to my location in Pickering, Ontario. Is that correct? Huh? Well, it, Pickering, Ontario, is above like the waterline or below the waterline? Like, why? I don't know. <laughs> why, why is it that they Pickering... did have flooding there? They did have flooding in Pickering. Maybe, maybe but... somehow they it, it, it's something to do with the nuclear reactor. How's that one? You know, it could. Well, be... you know what? I think this is a scam. But but we should say that brake fluid should be changed. What five, four or five years? Yes, um, there's no question about it. it. And anytime you have a question about something you're being sold by a service facility or even the dealership, look in the owner's manual or say to them, show me in the manual here where the manufacturer suggests, because they do have a recommendation, you know, a list of service that has to be done and when it has to be done. Um, and, and if you're prompted to do stuff way too frequent, well, you may think that, you know, who are they thinking about? Thinking about their own pocketbook or are they trying to help me out here? I don't know. 12 months seems to be weird. And again, like we said, I don't know what Pickering's got to do with anything else as far as brake fluid. Oh, and by the way, there are testers available because one of the problems with brake fluid is that it's hydroscopic. In other words, it it absorbs moisture because, you see, you don't want to have two dissimilar liquids inside the system because they're they're not going to work properly. So the brake fluid will absorb moisture that's introduced from the air or from anywhere else. Um, there are test strips, like those little paper strips, you know, you can put in the brake fluid and it'll tell how much water content it is. Um, so, again, if, if someone's telling you your fluid is discolored or uh, it needs changing, say, can you tell me why or show me why? So that's, that, that's the way I would go. Yeah, and the other thing is that water being heavier than oil will actually go down to the calipers and and cause fading. So it's four or five years you should be swapping out the brake fluid and flushing the system. Not every 12 so months. So that's a good answer. Right. I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> not every 12 months. No, not every 12 months. That's kind of weird. Unless it was contaminated or something, you know? I don't know. Oh, maybe. oh we're running you know out what? of time. we got to find the mayor of Pickering. Maybe we can get him on next week and find out what's going on. <laughs> We've got okay, a bizarre situation was... about brake fluid and Pickering. What the heck is going on there? For half, for half, it's, it, it, if it gets irradiated and it's glowing at night, maybe then, maybe that's why we got to change it. Oh! <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, electronics, uh, we talked about the charging station. We're going to be talking about small charging stations, not like the big ones in Pickering, but ones that you actually install in your house right after the that's break. Right. We got to have David Tate from Elegant Motoring. We'll be right back. Well, I'm glad you tuned in, and we're going to give you a charge, or at least find out where you can get charged. We've got David Tate on the line from Elegant Motoring. David, how are you? Very well. How are you? Very good, thanks. You know, at this point in time, we've only got about 3 or 4% of the vehicles on the road as full-on electric, but they think that about, you know, within the next 10 years, we could go up to 20%. Um, so it's a good time to start thinking about putting chargers in your house, aren't isn't it? 
Absolutely. It'll, even if you don't have an electric car, it'll actually uh, increase your property value. Oh, uh, plus, when your friends come over, it's nice convenience, et cetera, et cetera. There you go. And um, so you're involved in putting stations in people's houses? Yeah, right now we found that, uh, you know, we do ceramic coatings, paint protection film, all of that stuff. But we found we were getting so many electric cars coming in uh, to the shop, we decided to offer a little bit more to them. And we branched out into doing um, the electric chargers, the EV chargers. Well, you know, during the uh, during our intro into into the show, Dave was talking about or he had ordered a brand new Lyric. Dave, you think you're going to need yeah. one of these? Actually, yes. And I, when I was talking with David earlier this morning, he was talking about a smart charger, which actually measures the amount of amperage available. Dave, explain that. So a lot of people have the misconception that, hey, you know what, I've got an EV charger, uh, just call an electrician, he'll run the wire, and bam, I'm, I'm up and running, and it plug it in, and it works. It, it's not quite that simple. A lot of times you have to look at the demand of the house. So the city only provides XYZ amount of current or amperage into your home. Uh, a lot of people are still at 60 amps if they're in a really old home and haven't upgraded. Uh, most people are in between 100 to 200 amps, depending on the size of their home. And then if they're a new home, they're up in the 300 uh, amp range. Um, so if you're looking to do it economically, one way to do it, uh, because right off the bat, your your uh, furnace takes 60 amps. So if you got 100 amps in your home and you want to put a 48 amp charger, you're already maxed out and you can't turn your TV on. So how are you going to cook dinner? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we Start have, the car. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, solutions in place that will actually measure uh, the amount of amperage the house is using and then uh, dynamically load balance the, uh, the EV charger um, to that uh, usage. So well, that way you don't blow a panel or you don't have any fire risk or anything like that either. Well, the other thing that I heard was great because I do have a customer who's got one. He's got the iMeve, I think it is. It's a Hyundai. Um, and he said... Even though he comes home from school every day, he's a school teacher, he plugs it in, um, it doesn't necessarily start charging immediately. Like, he can set the timer of the charge so that, you know, to save money on electricity, he can have it come on after midnight. So, you know, that way he can save some some electricity costs. And, of course, he's not cooking dinner at 12 o'clock. Exactly. Those are, those are smart chargers. So um, they even go above and beyond that. You can do dynamic load balancing with the car. So let's say, for example, you have two EVs um, and you're running them both off the same circuit. Uh, instead of having the power split between the two, let's say, for example, one car is used more often than the other, you can prioritize that car um, to take 100% of the charge and then it'll load balance over to the second uh, car once the, the primary car is charged. Well, Dave's never had an electric car, and he was kind of worried about, you know, where you fill it up. Now, uh, you're, you, uh, you turned us on to a, a website called ChargeHub.com? Yeah, ChargeHub. You could also use, um, there's, a, there's a bunch of different websites that you can use to actually uh, um, find charging stations. With a Lyric, so this is one of the things, everybody's been, you know, talking about the Tesla charging stations and mm-hmm. superchargers and stuff, and a lot of Tesla owners go with uh, Tesla proprietary chargers. Um, I try to advise my clients not to do that because that way, if they do that, there's, it's kind of like an Apple, like an iPhone. Your proprietary, uh, the charger only works with Tesla. And let's face it, at the end of the day, Lyric, uh, sorry, going to a Lyric, I know that uh, Dave also had the, uh, the Supra and stuff. 
you know, the Lyric is not going to be the last and only electric car that he'll he'll have or own. Mm-hmm. So you want to have a generic charger, which is a, a 1772 or a J1772 charger, um, as opposed to a, a proprietary charger to a, a specific brand like Tesla. A question um, is the is it the charger or is it just a matter of the plug being different? No, it's the charger itself. So Tesla's chargers are proprietary to Tesla. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. say, but the generic ones can be used on other vehicles as well as a Tesla, correct? Correct. Like uh, in my Tesla, I actually have an adapter that will plug onto a um, a generic uh, charger mm-hmm. and then be able to plug it into my car. Oh, Dave, I have a question. Is there enough power available? I mean, in California, when about 20 years ago, GM brought out an electric vehicle, and they found out that the area browned out because when they plugged these vehicles in in the afternoon, there wasn't enough electricity. Is there enough power available for for all of, all of us driving electric? So this is one of the things. Like right now what's happening is a, a huge infrastructure push, right? So if you look at provinces, uh, basically Quebec and east of Quebec, there's massive infrastructure push um, there to to uh, to basically build this. The issue in Ontario is there right now. There's no rebates on any of this infrastructure. But even from a power standpoint, and I'm not talking infrastructure from your home. I'm talking about infrastructure for like Hydro One. So one of the things I was talking to uh, to an exec at Hydro One, and they were saying most of the power for Toronto actually comes from Niagara. And so the the bandwidth that they have to pump that power uh, from Niagara to Toronto is actually going to be consumed. Um, and, and it's pretty much maxed out as it is right now. So in the future, if there's a huge push and all of a sudden you get a mass amount of people all, all uh, getting electric cars at the same time, um, they're either going to have to upgrade that or, yeah, we're going to run into some problems uh, on the grid. Fascinating. All right, David, I'm not sure people- if you can hear the music, but we do have to get going. How do people get in contact with you? <laughs> Hit me up on my website or, or uh, at elegantmotoring.ca or give us a call, 416-897-5675. And don't be scared of going electric because eventually we all will, right? Absolutely. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be right back with Samit Kapoor and Mark Silverman up at Young and Steels, just north of the border. Well, on, on the north side of Steels anyways. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. We've got Dave Redinger on the line. And with us as well, we've got Mark Silverman from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Mark, how are you? Good, Alan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing really good. The weather's changing, eh? we got a time to winterize. Isn't this when we when we thrive in this weather? Uh, uh, well, business-wise, absolutely. And, and do you have a big stock of winter tires or what? Yeah, they, uh, Alan, I've got a huge stock of inventory this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're knocking them out real cheap. Inexpensive. Uh, we got sets of tires. We got all brands, mm-hmm. and uh, we're ready to go. Ready, ready for anybody who needs tires. Well, it's important, you know, especially now. You know, people. We're going to talk to you again just a little bit because there's not a whole lot of inventory, but that makes it even more important to take care to ride your driving right now, eh? Mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. So you've got some service specials going on right now, I understand. Yeah, we do. It's the normal. It's the normal winter stuff. You know, right now, it's especially different this winter. Most of the cars have been sitting around for the summer because of the, the, the concern with health. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are now coming back, and now people are getting interested in the, in the winter tires, getting interested in putting their car on the road for, for the winter season. And as you know, 
the winter season is very different from the summer season when it comes to cars. And uh, so we're ready. Uh, and we welcome anybody that wants to call and ask questions on tires or ask questions about the, the required service that we do. We're also doing, we have a, uh, we have a filter, a COVID filter, that we're able to install in the pollen system so that uh, it prevents any COVID bacteria getting in the car. We have all kinds of services per, uh, pertaining to the, uh, the um, health crisis. So we're ready to go. Excellent. So next time I jump in the car with you, I won't need to wear a mask, is what you're saying? No, you would need to wear a mask, Alan. I've seen you before. In fact, I'm watching you on uh, on Zoomer here now. You should be wearing a mask right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't shave this morning. Did you notice? I noticed. I know, Alan. I know you a long time, pal. (laughs) All right. Dave? Yeah, I was going to suggest that. Good morning, Mark. How Um, are you, Dave? How are you doing? I ever woke up this morning, so it's a good day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I was going to say, you also store the tires. Well, like if I'm yeah. coming in and putting in my summers off and my winters on, uh, you'll store my summer tires. Absolutely. We have a storage system that uh, we store the tires for, per season. And every season you just call us, let us know you're coming, and we bring the tires back to the dealer. They're stored in an environment that's good for tires. It's climate controlled. It's... Uh, it's the right, right temperature, right uh, humidity in the building. So the tires are, are looked after really well. And all you really need to do is uh, let us know you're coming, and we call, and they're brought back, and we install them for you. I love it. So I have a question. I've, because of the, the, the shipping shortages, are you guys having any problems with parts? Well, you know, you know the shortages for all raw materials are, are, getting, uh, are becoming very, very prevalent now. So... Uh, the Ford Motor Company's done a really good job. They've secured a lot of product, and they've been able to, uh, to maybe secure a little bit more than the average. So there is shortages, and you'll also notice that uh, when you talk to Sumit that our product is coming back. We're starting to get some inventory. Uh, Ford has done an amazing job securing uh, the necessary electronics that's required. Uh, we're, we're, we're real happy that things are starting to move back to, to somewhat normal. And uh, hopefully it won't be too long before it's actually normal. Perfect. Let's talk to Samit before we uh, run out of time. Samit's right beside me here. How are you, Dave? Hey, Samit, we got Broncos. I got to play this. We got Broncos. We got Mustangs. We. (laughs) Yep. You have all that stuff. Yep. We have have about 20-plus Broncos sports in stock. We have about 15-plus F-150s on the ground. We have about... uh, 17, 18 plus Mustangs on the ground. So yes, it's good. How about so Mustangs cars that are ready for the delivery? Like we can walk in, buy that car, and and drive away. Yes, yeah. sir. So as, as per our management discussion and decisions, we've uh, tried with Mark's help. Any customer who walks in and needs a delivery on, in next 48 hours, Mark's going to make that happen. Oh wow! Fascinating. Yeah, considering how how dry it was, right? I mean, the question I always has: How do you keep staff around, like sales staff, when they've got nothing to sell? I mean, it's that's the magic. See, Ford is still opening up a lot of channels for us to place orders in the 2022 build. And uh, Uh if somebody walks in and we don't have a vehicle that matches the requirement, we try and uh, uh, put them into a factory order. So that's good. And Ford is. giving us positive signs for the allocation next year. Mark had mentioned that they're actually 
it, slowly putting lines back on. Now, if somebody yes. wanted to order a, a 2022 F-150 now, what's, yes. can you project what the wait time would normally be? Uh, the lead time on an F-150 right now, I would say, is close to three months. On Super Duties, it's like four to five months, but that is supposed to go down in the first quarter of 2022. Well, that sounds great. So you'll have yep. people back on and the road. The lightning, and the lightning is coming as well. And when that comes, wait yep. till you see what that's going to do. That's an amazing vehicle. Now, that's the F-150 that's all electric, correct? Yeah, all electric, yes. All right. How about the Maverick? Uh, are they going to be coming off the line soon? Yes. Mavic's doing really well. We got about four or five units. We delivered them in uh, less than two days. Any Maverick that landed on the lot got sold and delivered. Now, my, my friend's brother-in-law used to drive a Maverick, but that wasn't the same car. No, not the same. Not the same, Alan, as you and I know for a Maverick. You got to see this. You got to see this vehicle. It's an amazing vehicle, and it's great for the mom and pops that want to do a little bit of uh, uh, soccer with the kids. There's room to put all the equipment, the hockey equipment. Phenomenal vehicle. I was so impressed when I saw that Maverick. It was unbelievable. Yeah, the standard hybrid engine, about six liters or hundred kilometers. That's phenomenal. Wow, Dave. You know what's phenomenal is the Mac E. It's been yeah, on the market Mark for about six well. months. I mean, Mark, and, and Mark is right here next to me. You can ask Mark. We don't hear a lot of complaints on Mark E. No. Mark E's are doing amazing. Phenomenal car. Yes. Very few concerns with that car at all. Uh, you know what? The, the one thing is that uh, I want to stress to any for any manufacturer is electric vehicles require proper taking care of. They're, they need to be looked after in the sense that there's new updates coming in and out all the time. So it's not a problem to bring it to your dealer and have them look at these cars, especially uh, the electrics, but also the newer models. Bring it in. We will check and see if there's any, any updates that the manufacturer wants to put in the car. Now, Mark, a lot of these, a lot of these yeah, vehicles the are on. Down the road, technology is moving towards the software and stuff. It's going to be less mechanical, more of computers and softwares. So Mark mm -hmm. is absolutely right. As long as we keep our softwares updated in these electronic cars, they're, they're good. Yeah. I was going to say, but they still have tires and brakes. Hey, eh? that's where me and Mark come in. We <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's not such a good future there. The tires last forever and the brakes last forever. They've got low-resistance tires on them so that they're very um, – they're, they're not an easy wear-out tire. What about for the winter? The winter, winter tires, correct. I, I apologize. I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. So, and 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 you, is there a special tire that goes on those vehicles, or pretty much any? Yeah, it's called no low. It's called low resistance, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, I'm I'm not familiar with the rubber compound, but what it does is it it makes it easier for the vehicle to roll, so that you don't absorb any of the energy that that you need for your longevity for your through your trip. Dave. I was going to say, what type of customer is buying electric vehicles? You. Guys like you. Old people? Uh, the ones who are really scared about the gas prices going up, and they yeah. have short distance or, and short traveling times in the city. They are going for the electric vehicles. So can we see a time when we will have two, t two cars? One will be a gasoline-powered car for long distance and an electric car for commuting. You're right. Probably so that's the future. Car family, one will be electric. I, I would think that that's coming a lot sooner than you think. I know you guys were saying ten years, but with the onset of this Mustang and the way that the flurry is hit, they're they're going crazy in the showroom with this Mustang. I think it's coming sooner. 
Well, I think if you get, you know, most of your shoppers are going to be younger people, and they're more, they're more apt to, to try something new rather than us old guys who want to stay with the old mm-hmm. stuff, eh? The, the younger people are more technology-inclined, so the Mustang is an out, outstanding. And if you look at it, it's real pleasant to look at and real pleasant to sit in. Likewise to the it's- Bronco, too. And you know what? Above all, it helps the environment, too. Well, the carbon it, carbon well, footprint is much smaller. There's no question about that, right? Yep. Dave, so do a, you we see have a real great lineup? We got lots of inventory as far as the amount of inventory we were able to get. We're a little bit higher volume than most. Uh, I would suggest anybody's interested, come by, see some meat. Yep. See myself. We can answer any questions for you on any of these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bronco. I, I I keep seeing these Broncos going out of here every day. Uh, my my department is uh, PDIing these things daily. I got a question, Mark. We were talking volume. Is your wife louder than you when when she gets ticked off or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Check it out. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be right back after the break with Alex Alfred and find out what's going on in Burlington tomorrow. We'll be right back. Well, I don't know how many of you have privy to Facebook, but if you checked out my Facebook page today, you would have seen me standing at my uh, at, the, at at with the grandkids and getting ready to do pumpkins, and uh, it was very exciting. And uh, that's going to be my job this <laughs> afternoon. Dave, how many pumpkins? Going to see the grandkids. You're going to have to carve some pumpkins for them. You? Very nice. Yeah, we usually buy a bunch of pumpkins and the kids all come over, but they have to bring their parents. (laughs) Right. And take the garbage (laughs) home with them. Yeah. We have Alex on the phone. Alex is with uh, Haggerty. Hello, Alex. How are you? I'm good, Dave. Hi, Alan. How are you guys doing today? Thanks for having me on. Great. 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 So you have a big do tomorrow, Trunk and Treat at the Garage of Social in Burlington. Tell us about that. That's right, Dave. Um, our hosts, uh, Andrew and Marlon, are uh, having this cars and coffee, with, or, and they're pairing it with a, a kids-themed event called Trunk or Treat, where uh, they're going to have some candy for the kids and some activities for the kids to do. So we encourage the families to come out, bring the family holler, and uh, bring the kids out and, and enjoy some time out at the uh, Garage and Social. Now, we should explain, Garage and Social is um, uh, a, a venue where we can actually store our cars and we can uh, do social events. And it's, what, 34,000 square feet of, of cars. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. And, you know, what we're doing with this event, uh, with this this venue is really trying to continue the Haggerty, uh, the Haggerty idea that we want to have fun with these cars and we want to socialize around these cars and so and to continue to do it safely. So the first thing that we offer at the Garage and Social is, of course, uh, storage, uh, storage for your collectible or your classic car. This is a a paid storage facility, so you you pay a monthly charge and you store your car there. The boys, again, Andrew and, and Marlon, are the experts at at getting you into this sort of thing. Once we once you're in with the Garage and social, you can actually uh, use the facility for your for social events and, and social gatherings. Dave, you've joined us there, and we've had a great yep. time together uh, visiting at this at this facility. It's it's car themed. There are, are uh, there are race race themes there as well. So we have a helmet display and and uh, or a display of uniforms used in actual races in addition to the cars that are there. So it's lots of fun, lots of fun for the kids as well. Yeah, one of the things that impressed me was we had Schumacher's helmet was worth thirty thousand dollars or something like that, just that's, sitting there on a pedestal. That's fascinating. Right. Where, you, 
Right, where you can see it and, and be, you know, get your picture taken with it and that sort of thing. So, again, we are trying to encourage, encourage people to come out, visit us, uh, take a look at the facility and see if it's something that you're interested in, in being a part of. And, and that's uh, what tomorrow is about as well, yeah. Cool. Al, go ahead. Yeah, now Haggerty obviously has been involved in the specialty vehicle insurance business um, because a lot of people thought, why do I need to insure my car for 12 months of the year? you know, where I'm paying the full bore, when in fact I maybe only use it a dozen times. But so Haggerty does those kind of vehicles, those kind of policies, but they also do some commercial stuff too. That's correct. So to, to sort of address the first thing that you said there, the wonderful thing about Haggerty is that we take into consideration the fact that you're not driving these cars for, for 12 months of the year. I mean, we understand these cars are put away and lovingly put away into storage facilities over the, over the wintertime. And so our policy premiums reflect that. And that's why, in general, most Haggerty policies are cheaper than you can get uh, collector or in, uh, enthusiast policies from other types of companies, because we're already taking that into consideration. Um, you know, to answer the second question there, yes, Hegarty Insurance does commercial insurance. And so for all of the shop, uh, shop listeners out there, if you do 80% of your business with collector car or enthusiast cars, uh, you can give us a shot. We, we, we do property insurance. We do liability insurance. We do the garage insurance. Well, and so it's quite, uh, uh, it's quite a, a, a great and robust program geared towards gearheads that are operating their shops. Um, one of the... One of the um, newest members of the Haggerty commercial family is the Auto Loft, located in the Bermondsey area of Toronto. And uh, you can find them at uh, www.theautoloft.ca. Uh, they're our friends, Sandra and Mike. And I've known them for a couple of years. And, and not only do they do storage facility, uh, but they do um, auto lifts as well. And so you can get, uh, you can go there and. Sorry, somebody's trying to call me here. You can go to the auto loft and you can uh, talk to them about getting a, a home-based lift. So they will come out, look at your garage, and then recommend the best lift for you and your cars uh, for, for your personal storage as well. So we're, we're really happy to welcome them to the uh, Haggerty commercial family. Well, you know, as a garage owner, sometimes people will call me and say, you know, I've got a 30-year-old vehicle. Can I bring it in for you to check out and repair? And, and, and I have to balk at that because... Because of my lack of experience on old vehicles, I don't know where to source parts, but you guys at Haggerty actually do have people that you can turn on to for this kind of stuff, eh? Oh, my word, Alan. We have an entire team of people that are there specifically to help our members uh, find the parts that, they're in, that they need. So this is, uh, this is a service that's offered through our Hegarty Drivers Club. And what you can do is contact, contact the office and just let them know what's your year, make, and model and what type of part are you looking for. Um, from a personal experience, I have a 1977 Corvette that uh, when I was getting it certified three years ago when I first bought it, we couldn't find a speedometer cable. And so we engaged the Hegarty Network, and the Hegarty Network found one for me in Tennessee, and it was shipped up here. And lo and behold, I got my car on the road, and it was a wonderful experience. Uh, so, yes, please, you know, one of the things that we do offer and one of the things that are, are open to our shops is that part sourcing. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I've had a customer with a Hudson Hornet. Now, where the heck? I, I can't just phone my local Napa dealer and tell him, you know, I need a starter for my, my 48 Hudson Hornet. He's not going to have it in stock, but, but that's something that you guys can help with. That's super. Dave? Yeah, right. And I was going to suggest that we, it's, it's 9 o'clock tomorrow morning till 12 o'clock noon, uh, cars and coffee at the uh, Burlington situation. And what is that? That's 20, sorry, 1220 Corporate Drive, correct? Yep, that's 1220 Corporate Drive in Burlington, just right off the highway. Ke uh, 
cars and caffeine and trunk or treat for the kids free as always uh you know when you get there talk to andrew and marlon i'm sure they'll be able to host you and answer all of the questions that you have about hegarty and the hegarty garage and social location you know in the old days yeah, if the kids yeah. got out of line you could throw them in the trunk and they'd stay there but now they got this tab thing eh that they can get themselves out it doesn't work they're taking all the fun out of you know policing and 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 teaching your kids how to behave seriously <laughs> and don't wear any belts if you're going there they really get ticked off about belt buckles the only way to look at those cars you got to be naked this or, is or wearing sweatsuits <laughs> <laughs> lots of those especially covid time alex thank you very much take care have a great show tomorrow thanks gentlemen all right we got to wrap this up dave and al will be back right after this break this is dave's corner garage well, that's pretty exciting, you know, finding out about this uh, trunk show that's going on tomorrow. That should yeah. be a lot of fun. But more exciting for me is you ordered a Lyric, eh? Yep. When's it coming? Maybe in the summer. Okay. I mean, the last last car I ordered, it took almost a year to come. So we'll see. I'm number four on the list. Oh, cool. And uh, I'll take you for a ride. I'll be looking forward to it. I, yeah. Yeah. Now gonna- so we talk about EVs. I was going to say I only, I've got three articles and they're all bad news. How come? So the first, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. you what articles you got that are bad? Okay. First one is uh, because EVs are becoming popular. There's now a trend where people are swapping out the batteries before selling the car. So you know, there's there's these. Uh, Cretans, I would say, uh, will take a decent battery. Take a Tesla twenty sixty two uh, kilowatt battery is worth almost twenty thousand dollars. They will remove that and put in a defective or cheaper uh, battery and sell the vehicle on without notifying the next owner. And what they do is sell that battery into the marketplace. Really? So this apparently is a trend. Yeah. So um, when you're buying an electric vehicle, a used one, you're going to have to somehow identify that the battery is the correct battery for that vehicle because this is going on. Um, apparently, there's big bucks involved. So they'll put a 24-kilowatt battery in instead of a 62-kilowatt battery and uh, not relabel the car, and uh, away you go. So oh, wow. there you go. That's horrible. So that's the next trend. You know, it's interesting how these guys can figure out all these crooked things <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. So that was just a big article in the Toronto Star, and I thought I'd relay that. It's good to know, so, especially, you know, I mean, if you're buying a new one, you really have nothing to worry about. But uh, you know what? We're going to have to ask our friends at Omvic if that's something that they're going to be looking into. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully, there is their compensation fund. So if I do buy an electric used car, um, if something goes awry, is that something that they'll help me out with? That'd be good to know. Well, it is fraud, all yes. right? but. Unfortunately, the the dealer that's selling it may not even know. I mean, there's no way to find out. As long as it's it's the battery fully charges, it'll show a full charge. It just won't have enough uh, power in it. Well, I, I can hardly wait until they ask the garages, you know, that have to do safeties on cars, that they should check the battery condition on vehicles yeah. as well. I guess down the road it is a possibility it's going to help, but um, I will hopefully be retired by that, Dave. Who the heck knows? I don't know. There's the next the next nice article I have for you mm-hmm. is that the auto industry is very vulnerable to hacking. Do you know how people they sort of they hack the keys? They basically come up with a machine. Yep. They 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 scan the car and they can write a key for it and away they go. So this has led to the thing that the whole industry is is open for hacking. 
So can you imagine a guy, you know, phones up Chrysler and says, um, I'm going to shut off every Chrysler in North America at 12 o'clock unless you pay me. Well, wow, that's horrible. Yeah, you know, as, right? well, that's the thing. You know, people want the things to be easier for them, to, that they, I don't need to carry a key around with me. As a matter of fact, the next generation of cars, you're going to have an app in your phone and you won't even have a key necessarily with, with it's the correct. vehicle. And somebody finds your phone, they could find your car. Next thing you know, as a matter of fact, you know, our, our pal Mike Arbo, remember him? Mm-hmm. He had yep. one Lexus stolen out of his driveway about three months ago. And on Friday, he woke up and his car was halfway uh, on the street. Now, why they just left it there, I don't know. But he's really ticked off. And uh, you know who's even more ticked off is his insurance company, that's for sure. Well, the reality is, in the future, they even want to put controls for the vehicle on the cell phone. So you would plug the cell phone into the dashboard and, and basically run the car from the phone. Well, I can tell you so, that that's already reality with Tesla. Um, I was out with some people last weekend, and the fellow said, would you like me to warm your bottom? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, oh, well, I can turn the, the seat heater on from the restaurant before we even get you know, within yeah, 50 feet yeah. of the car. I thought, that's amazing. Yeah. That really is. Yeah, it is. Really. Okay, and the last bad news I got for you is that it's becoming a real uh, epidemic is the theft of catalytic converters. Yes, I know. Uh, right? I mean, the reality is you park a car outside in a in a quiet area, you may come back with half an exhaust system. Exactly. People start up their car and go, oh, my God, what happened? And uh, worse if you have trucks because trucks leave, you know, they're higher off the ground. So they, number mm-hmm. one, they're higher off the ground so they're easier to steal because – even a, a chubby guy, you know, with a skill saw can get underneath there. Um, and the converter is bigger and weighs more, so they get more money for it. Five to $1,500 for a used converter um, for, for a truck. Uh, can you imagine? Getting crazy. Imagine right. how much is a new one. $2,000, right? Yeah, because what happens is, is they cut off the uh, – they don't do it cleanly. They cut off the pipes before and after the converter. So, in essence, they've ruined three parts of your exhaust system. All right, we've got to thank our guests. Elegant Motoring, if, you, uh, if you're thinking about getting an electric car, give them a call, and uh, he can help hook you up with a... <laughs> hook you up, eh? Hook you up with a charger. Yeah. we got to thank our <laughs> <Plug> friends... <laughs> got to thank our friends up at YoungSteelsFordLincoln.com. If you want a Ford or Lincoln, they've actually got some, and they got some great deals on service. Uh, tell me, ask for Mark. He'll help you out for sure. And we got to thank our friends at Haggerty. Dave, are you going out to Burlington tomorrow? Uh, I think I might, yeah. I think I'm going to stop by and just say hello. You're going to have cars? So, you're going to have a coffee? Pick up a pumpkin? What are you going to do? Actually, uh, I'm going to just drink a coffee and chat. So cool. it'll be fun. And uh, I wanted to tell you that I've dealt with Mark and service, uh, and he has been fantastic. He really was. We had an issue with uh, one of our clients, and uh, the, he needed an engine, and then Mark came, stepped up. So... Um, great company really it is a great company to deal with so anyways keep the shiny side up the greasy side down and we'll see you here next week with the winner of the contest for four triangle tires this is dave's corner garage bye everyone drive safe
Just a Minute with Dave Renniger from Dave's Corner Garage. With us today is Amy Bradley with Wayfair Insurance Group. Amy, an email came in the other day asking how it's best to store my RV. When you are ready to winterize your RV, you want to make sure that your black water tank is drained, your gray water tank is drained, all your pipes, no water in it. And you want to make sure there's antifreeze in there because that will help not have burst pipes as well within your RV. Make sure you take out all of your food. You don't want anything in there as well. Staining carpets. You want to make sure you have all of those rolled up, vacuumed and clean because the mildew will stay on there if they're not fresh when you put it away in the wintertime. Put in some baking soda because we all know that will absorb your odors. How do we get in touch with Wayfair? RVingtips.ca. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.